think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I felt like a right twat. This is Your Welcome America Presents Girls Aloud Off the Record, Episode 6. I'm Ben. I am a Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And we are in the final week of recapping and reliving the classic 2006 reality show, Girls Aloud Off the Record. Girls on film. I changed it for today. <laughs> Girls on film. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what's the song? For the record. Da, da, da. I think it's Mariah Carey. Anyway, <laughs> oh. if you want to watch this episode or you want to go back and watch episodes one to five, you can because they're all on YouTube. High, high quality. We're talking 1065 <laughs> HP. Oh, I just got all those numbers and letters wrong. Well, look, as we know, Faye on camera, she's definitely using like a, a handy cam yeah. to film the entire show. This thing's in SD for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where those tapes are. Do you think they're in a warehouse? They're locked in the, the E4 bunker of Channel 4. <laughs> okay, for the uninitiated, if you've managed to get to episode 6, well done. But we need to tell you what Girls Allowed Off the Record is all about. So, the show follows our beloved UK girl group in the build-up to their 2006 Chemistry Arena Tour. I saw it. From appearing in TV shows to filming the whole lot of history video in Paris, promoting in Australia and New Zealand, although we never actually see them in New Zealand, to promotional appearances in Ibiza and Greece, and going on an ambassadorial trip to China with former London Mayor Ken Livingston. <laughs> and here's what's coming up in the final episode, episode six. For the last six weeks, we've been behind the smiles, the music and the glamour to show what it's really like being five girls at the heart of the British pop industry. The pop starlets have made new friends in Australia. (laughs) Charm China. Thank you, God. Thank you, Buddha. Travelled like queens in Greece. Yeah. And crashed Ferraris at Silverstone. This week, with just days to go before their Grand Arena tour, tensions rise in the Girls Allowed camp. Finished now. I'm sick of the sound of every single one of them. Sick of them. Cheryl and Ashley find puppy love. Are you going to poop? No. I'm not poop scooping anything, mate. And the girls tell us what they really think about being followed around. I was never happy about doing the documentary in the first place, and I'm still not really. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, please do. You're welcome, America. You're welcome, USA. Shall we get into it? Yes. Okay. Well, we have a kind of a final montage that opens up set to the song, of course, Big Brother by Girls Aloud from the What Will the Neighbours Say? Big Brother's watching me and I don't really mind. Also, oh, that sounded great then. A lot of a lot of scraps and bits and bobs that Faye on camera had shot but had never actually yeah. appeared. All you know. swept up from the floor of the edit and wedged into a Big Brother montage. It's the final week, just shove them in, Faye. Faye, just shove them in the edit. Still seeing a lot of those same photo shoots <laughs> and trips to TV studios. So after that little whirlwind of bits and bobs from around the, uh, the, the series so far, we land in rehearsal. 
And Nicholas wearing a Baker Boy hat. Well, my first <laughs> note is so many hats and bottles of Buxton water. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Buxton water work. Well, it's good because they've got that that retractable squeezy <laughs> sports cap. So like Nicola, could, <laughs> so Nicola could be doing a move, then she could shuffle to the side, squeeze them into her <laughs> mouth, and then pop it down. Why? Why did they not have microphones? I know they're not singing into them, but surely just for like for me, for I want to know the the real weight and feel of holding one whilst I let the dance routine. Oh, that's a good point. Just, you know, grab it. Just have five mics. Don't need to be plugged into anything. But that's, do you know what? Rentals. <laughs> Those are only rented for the actual arena tours. And you know, right. actually, you know what it's like when you work on any sort of production and you have, um, what's it called? Uh, I always forget the name of them because they're different in this country and, and the UK. Walkies. Walkie t- walkies or here they Talk call back. it. Talk back. Okay. They call them something <laughs> else here. PL or something. You know when you're wearing, you know when you have any equipment like that and then you, at the end of the day, you go to leave and like a sound person comes to you and is like, give me that now. Oh, do yeah. not leave. A sign, there's always a sign out sheet for walkie talkies that no one ever fills in. Exactly. In the studio. So do you think <laughs> at a chilly North London <laughs> rehearsal room five weeks before the tour, you know, they're not going to have the mics. No, fair enough. Fair enough. And also, you know, if you're really enjoying this little snippet of rehearsal, don't worry about it because they're going to do a full scene of this exact same rehearsal at the end of the episode. No, Really playing with space and time again in this format. I want to give a shout out to some rehearsal wear. You've already mentioned the hats. Mm. Nicola appears to be rehearsing in um, plaited pigtails and glasses. Yeah, that's her go-to kind of non-performance, non-photo shoot look. And I really like it. Sensible. <laughs> it's very like, I'm just putting my hair in those braids <laughs> and I'm putting my glasses on. We hear from a very casual Peter Lorraine at this point. He's wearing a pair of ripped jeans. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in front of a, a funky subway a tile subway wall. Tile, yes, again, which is this like the Polydor Cafe, maybe? I think so. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and he's basically just saying that, oh, I didn't write down anything that he said. No, I only wrote down about the funky subway tile wall. And his ripped jeans. Because uh, that's fine. all we need. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, we do want to point out that it, it's apparently two weeks until they have their 10 arena dates. Yeah. Uh, 10 arena dates across 13 days. That's a lot of maths going on there. <laughs> Essentially, it's two weeks until the arena tour starts. And then we just hear from choreographer Beth, and she just says, take your biology positions. And I really <laughs> liked that. I was like, okay, I know what the bi- biology positions are. It's like everyone in like a pose. And then yeah. it's... I made a note here that this really reminds me of rehearsing a school play. Yes. <laughs> it's got a very like church hall kind of vibe, isn't it? Like... Kid, like I used to be part of a drama a drama club and we'd, we'd practice at a village hall or yeah. rehearse at a village hall and it felt like that. It was like us all running around screaming and like one adult being like, oh, so God. Being like okay, take your positions yeah. for the for the finale, whatever it is. And then they might get angry with you and they'd be like, it's uh, everyone, it's two weeks <laughs> until curtain up. Two weeks until curtain up. And listen, I was always fucking around until I was given a solo in Bugsy Malone. And then I started taking shit seriously because I was like, I need to, I've got to knock this solo out of the park. And I did. Well, I, you've you know, I played Fizzy, obviously, <laughs> as the only child of color at the production. I had to play the black child that swept the floor. <laughs> Classic example of when you're given responsibility, yeah. you take it up a notch. Tomorrow never comes. What kind of a fool do they take me for? It's a very melancholy song. And this girl uh, did like a slow tap dance behind me while I did it, dressed as a flapper. A <laughs> slow flapper tap yeah. dance. <laughs> Oof. So uh, <sighs> we have at this point Kim saying that the 
the dance rehearsals are, she says, they're sort of 10, they're 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. <laughs> and, I, and to be fair to her, that is long. Imagine, because imagine turning up. I was thinking about this. So imagine, say you had a regular office job and you're not in the mood and you don't feel like working that right. day. You could, this is pre-COVID, you could turn up to the office, you could rein it in between 10 to 6. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas 10 phone to it si- Phone it in, rein it in, same, same thing. Rein it in. Mm-mm. You can say rein it in. Googling it. Reining, reining something in is like when you're like going crazy and it's like rein it in, you're going crazy. Phoning it in is pretending to work and not doing anything. Yeah, but it's the same kind of thing. Anyway, anyway my point is... <laughs> I wish you could see on, on mic how wide my eyes just went then. Imagine turning up to all-day dance rehearsal and not really being in the mood. Yeah, well, even in the glory days when you and me used to do our dance classes before the world shut down, like, we did that for, what, an hour and a half? And it was the most exhausting hour and a half of my life. Yeah, and sometimes we weren't in the mood, but, <laughs> no. we, but hey, we pushed through. That's <laughs> true. Uh, then we just kind of cut to this <laughs> obscure... Cheryl working out, which I'm pretty sure this is the same Cheryl working out that we had in like episode one, maybe. This yeah, probably. one kind of day where they went to the gym with her. Because I think she's still wearing the same flared joggers that I pointed out the first time around. Mm. And it's basically her sitting on like a leg machine, not doing anything. And uh, she's just basically kind of talking about how, you know, there's been periods of time in the band where they've spent so much time together that she's like sick of the sight of them. But um, they always, you know, find a manage, manage to find a way to get along. I'm like, mm, this episode is displaying that's not correct. <laughs> wow. We need to go to a meeting room, don't we? Oh, God. <laughs> so we're at like a conference room at Polydor, I think, at this point, aren't we? Because, yeah. Uh, they're, and they're all coming in for a meeting and they're all shuffling in. And then Sarah's bringing up the rear. She shuffles in holding a McDonald's Coke. She's like, oh, hi, everyone. Hillary's like, oh, you're suffering. She's like, yeah, I'm suffering. Did she say that? Yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, they I cut, to, they cut to Peter Lorraine, and he's literally like, Arr. like you can you can see he's so annoyed that she even said that out loud. Nicola, off duty Nicola here, like once again, she looks so young and cute. <laughs> she does. Oh, so Oof. Hillary's called this meeting, and she says that I think it's tomorrow. There's a six thirty meeting at <laughs> Shaw Management. To go through tour outfits. Was that 6.30 p.m.? Yes. Okay, 6.30 p.m. Yeah. In general, this scene, I really enjoy this scene because it feels very real. It's very tense. So <laughs> Sarah doesn't want to go to the meeting because she says that it's it's far away. She has to come back into town for it yeah, or something. It, it sounds like they obviously have to do something in the morning and then she will go home and then she has to come back into town for it and she's not happy about that. Yeah. And then Cheryl, Cheryl's like, well, I pushed back on my wedding planning to come to today's meeting. You know, so Cheryl's essentially saying, I'm I'm taking personal sacrifices to come to meetings for the group. <laughs> so, and then Hillary is pretty good here. She's like, Sarah, you just need to change your plans by one hour. Yeah. So you can come to this thing. And also she says, this is your tour. This yeah. is your tour. This, this takes priority. <laughs> Hills is good here. At this point, Nadine lays her head on the conference table and pretends to go to sleep, which I loved. Not once has she taken her big bug glasses off either in this meeting. <laughs> yeah, she's got grey <laughs> early 2000s, a little bit Victoria Beckham out of your mind. Yeah, kind of a almost a ski goggle, <laughs> like an elastic <laughs> band away from being a ski goggle. <laughs> so she goes to sleep on the conference table. I just wrote down scheduling nightmare. And that yeah. was, again, just like at this point, Nicola pipes up and she starts talking about 
Ooh, how yeah, yeah this is, I'm, I'm actually the most scared of nicola because she is so quiet that you know that when she's not happy and i can imagine that, that she actually has a pretty maybe kim a little bit more but like i feel like if nicola pipes up you know that you're like oh god maybe i have pushed it a bit too far this time mm-hmm. nicola says that in reply to sarah like sarah's annoyed that she has to come back into time for the 6 30 p.m meeting um, and there's going to be traffic. Yeah. And Nicola says that the bad traffic is nothing compared to her three-hour drive to Liverpool. And then Sarah <laughs> says, yeah, but you don't have to do that. It's your choice. Oh. <laughs> and I do think that there's something... This is maybe a bit too harsh, and maybe I'll cut this. But there's something about when Cheryl's talking, especially when she's kind of on her high horse a little bit, I can imagine if you're Sarah, you just don't listen to her. Because she's kind of moaning on and droning on. Whereas when Nicola said it, it was like, ooh, it had a bit more kind of a, of a sting to it. And also, that, that's, that's that classic, again, they're in the early 20s, but it's that classic immature reasoning of, well, yeah, but Nicola, you don't have to go back and drive, your, drive to see your yeah. family. And it's like, yeah, obviously she doesn't, but <laughs> she's from Liverpool yeah. and that's where family is and she wants a relationship. So don't bring yeah. that into it. And you it. also don't need, you also just need to accept that part of your job is driving in some bad traffic to a meeting. It's really not that bad. I know. She has to pop on the train. She doesn't have to do the traffic. I just, I want to know the geography of all this. Yeah. I feel like Shaw thing management. I feel like Sarah's out in like Surrey or she's like deep. She's kind of deep in a, in a home County. I'm guessing. Right. She's like deep in Buckinghamshire or something. and doesn't want to have to do that long drive into kind of North London. Mm. At this point, Peter Lorraine just simply says the words finish now. (laughs) It gets up and, basically makes the cameras stop filming. And I wrote down, I don't know why I wrote this so so stupidly. I wrote down, damage is done, Petey boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, not, I was like, you've not saved this scene. You've, in fact, you've actually made it worse because now it truly seems like a, a full-on argument. <laughs> I just wrote, damn him. <laughs> Hills ends this scene by saying, um, the girls are a handful, but in a nice way. Oh yeah, and she's back in front of those decorative sticks and her Joe Malone candle again. Yeah. And that CD rack. <laughs> where, are we so, go- where are we going next? Well, well, we need to get to that 6.30pm meeting. Exactly. So we're, we're just smash cut to 6.30 the next day. Deadlines and Diets is playing again, obviously. And uh, we, we just I just wrote, Sarah isn't there. Ha ha. <laughs> so where is Sarah, Ben? Well, I was like, I first of all wrote down, what, do you, what has she got going on? And then Hills, much like the day before going through the Australia trip itinerary, yeah. Hill sort of announces to the group, essentially is announcing to camera yeah. where Sarah is. And she's saying, oh, well, Sarah had that uh, that dentist appointment. <laughs> Such bullshit. Um, they- so she's not, <laughs> so she's not here. So you all know that. Everyone's just like, Ugh. <laughs> So I tried to zoom in on the mood board a couple of times. The one that said science lab. I saw... I, th- I think I saw a woman in a 50s swimming costume. I also saw a woman in a striped rugby top. <laughs> so yes, this is their costume fitting and we've got mood boards everywhere. Yeah, I saw Science Lab on the mood board. I saw Kylie's Red-Blooded Woman album cover. <laughs> Red-Blooded Woman. Red-Blooded Woman. <laughs> also, this scene was weird to me because... All of them have been banging on about their outfits and costumes all season. Yeah. So it's like, you, you come to the meeting, <laughs> you know? Well, and <laughs> after it's announced that Sarah's at the dentist, there's possibly one of many immortal lines from Nadine in this episode. So the stylist is showing them a mood board. They're kind of sitting across at a coffee table. And she goes, I can't see them. <laughs> I can't see. It's too far away. My eyes can't focus. And she just like snatches the mood board and starts looking at it. 
Then they all they all get in a real uproar about this mood board. I'm not quite sure what their problem is. Well, Nicola, she just wants really low baggy trousers, trainers, and a nice top. That's what she was thinking it was going to be. She really does. And then, then we know that there's a shift in the tone of this this meeting because the music changes and it goes from deadlines and diets to graffiti my soul. Spike kills the skin time dreams. The about me now. And also Nadine, she's got to she's got to go, doesn't she? Nadine just stands up. I really need to be somewhere. Uh, Nadine stands up, grabs her bag, and says, "Right, I'm off." And Hills is like, "Oh, wait, Nadine, can you just hold on a sec? Because I need to talk to you about a gig that's coming up." And and Nadine says, "I don't have the time. I really don't. Can you give me a ring?" But also, you know, fair enough. Use the phone. Did you see the? They they there's a a specific zoom on Cheryl's face, and it's just like. She's kind of almost frozen in the way where you're trying to not pull a face. Mm-hmm. And by not pulling a face, you're pulling the biggest face you could ever pull. She's just like. <laughs> also, where's Nadine going? <laughs> she's going. For, well, according to the, the filming, she's going for lunch with her mum, but she's definitely not. not. Because, is, because in the next scene, yeah, she goes to lunch with her mum wearing a different yeah. coat. I feel like she has like a hair appointment. That feels very Nadine, doesn't it? Yeah. She's got to have those tresses just blown out again somewhere. I just, I imagine it's for something not worth leaving the meeting. <laughs> yeah. You could, everyone's just like. Also, Nadine's, Nadine's a funny one. I get the impression throughout all of this, Nadine just wants to, she'll sign off some, some clothes fine whatever she doesn't really care about the dance moves as long as she gets to go on stage and sing yeah. she's she's fine she actually doesn't really care about the rest right <laughs> so so obviously next we're gonna go for lunch with my mom as mm-hmm. i called it lillian Coyle. lillian Coyle. i wrote what a glamour puss i wrote pretty gorgeous <laughs> yeah she she's a stunner and uh Really, this entire <laughs> this entire scene took place at like a gastro pub somewhere. Yeah, they have a dog just loose. <laughs> There's a dog just running. Their dog is running a mock in this pub, just running around, not on a lead slash leash. Lily- everyone's. Lillian says here, if Nadine decides she doesn't want to sing, she'll probably just settle down and get married. Nadine will always want to sing. Nadine's <laughs> yeah. never going to be like, I don't feel like singing anymore. <laughs> no, she's going to be singing Fields of Gold in like a nursing home when she's like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I also wrote a note about the dog here. Her mum's dog is kind of like a Jabba the Hutt creature from Star Wars. <laughs> right. In Star Wars, there's this in Jabba's lair. There's this kind of I don't know, almost like a hyena type creature that kind of goes. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like that. That salacious crumb, isn't that his name? Oh, maybe. I you know I knew, I know you're not into a, a Star Wars mythology. I don't know where I pulled the name salacious crumb from. From is that even? Uh, I don't, don't know. know. I feel like I've just had a stroke. Very odd. Anyway, talking of having a stroke, Lillian says, when I was 15, I went to this fortune teller. I was like, right, I'm hooked. I want to know what's going on. So what, what did the fortune teller tell 15-year-old Lillian? <laughs> she said, your middle daughter's going to be famous. So I just always knew Nadine was going to be famous. <laughs> so, so of course, Nadine grew up just believing and knowing that she was going to be famous. She's, she's right. <laughs> And then they both have this very strange, like, creature comfort style talking over each other moment where she's just like, you know, it's here today, gone tomorrow. You know, at the end of the day, you're just singing a song. And Nadine's like, you know, we always say it. It's just, you know, you're not saving lives. You're just singing a song. It's great. What are they eating, by the way? What do you think they're eating here? I feel like they both had a salmon. I, I feel like I was looking at, like, a salmon and a veg. Oh, yeah. Well, I wrote down warm salad. Yeah, maybe like a salmon a salmon salad. A salmon salad, but warm salmon salad. Yeah. yeah. Neither of them have opted for a roast. We'll get to that later in the episode. Oh, dude, I can't even remember that roast, but I'm excited oh, about it's it. It's the ultimate. 
I mean, it's the ultimate of the people we would want to go for a roast with. Do we <laughs> go for a roast? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, we'll wait for it. <laughs> Where are we going next? Meanwhile, in Manchester, Sarah's doing her eyeliner in a wiggly Ikea mirror. <laughs> I wrote, doing her makeup in front of a funky Ikea wavy mirror. <laughs> those mirrors. Oh, everyone I know at university had one of those Ikea wavy mirrors in their bedroom. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Shout out to you, Shanina. I specifically remember you having one of those wavy mirrors. <laughs> so well, she's... We just remember, if you bought like three, they could slot together. <laughs> oh yeah, well, wow, make a big dead funky mirror. <laughs> so she's doing her eyeliner and she's kind of talking about how she loves coming home. You know, she can get away from the fast pace of London. And, you know, what she likes to do is just get into bed with her cats and watch a DVD. Now, what DVD do you think she'd watch? Because um, what, what, we're 2006. 2006, so I'm feeling like she's still watching like Bridget Jones, even though that was kind of more 2005 kind of era. I think she's, she's watching Bridget Jones, uh, Coyote Ugly. I think she might like something action as well, like a Fast and the Furious. Or maybe, or maybe like a, uh, okay. I feel like I can imagine her watching like Scarface as well, or like Pulp Fiction. Exactly. She, she seems like that kind of gal. Yeah, she's Pulp like, Fiction. Like, yeah. 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 Uma Thurman's heart's getting started. Whoa. Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet Sarah loved Kill Bill. <laughs> bet she dressed up. Oh, of course Sarah's dressed up as Uma Kill Bill. Oh, <laughs> uh, so <sighs> at this point, we also hear that she has been voted at one point the 15th sexiest girl in the world. Yeah. You heard that? Really weird. That was definitely FHM, right? Um, it's got ma- to have been. Yeah, it must have been FHM. Did you notice that in the on the walls in her in her room, there were framed pictures of... They weren't framed pictures. It was... It was knots, pieces of string kind of tied in knots and they had been put into like a big chunky like frame. Mm-hmm. And it was very odd. I wasn't sure what the significance of that was. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. There was Because this clearly looked like her, either the spare room at her mum's or her childhood bedroom. I couldn't quite. I know I couldn't work it out either. It seemed like it maybe was her bedroom and that it had been turned into the spare room. Everything felt Classic. a little more spare. Yeah, the maybe, wallpaper was quite... Maybe her mum just loved like an ornamental knot on the wall. I think so. The wallpaper was very of a time. It was like a... What was it? It was like a, a red? Kind of like a maroon. And then every once in a while was a little square of like silver. Right. Very kind of heavy. But speaking <laughs> of her mum, Marie, Marie... Marie Hardman. Marie Hardman. Why is she Harding? I don't... I'm guessing... Maybe that... maybe Marie remarried yeah, and took divorced. on half... Of, yeah. But it's weird that she went from Hardman to Harding. Yeah. But her mum's quite posh. I said that she looks and sounds like Theresa May. <laughs> yes. I was like, huh? Yeah. Wait a minute. Unexpected. Un- very unexpected, but mm. very posh. So Sarah's mum thinks, no, Sarah thinks they're talking about boys and guys yeah. and relationships. And Sarah thinks she has a radar for shits. <laughs> yes. After, I think she does too. I think she does. And then her mum says, Marie says, the public, the public image of Sarah is a bit of a party girl. And then Sarah shouts, I am. Yeah, she's like, I love partying. <laughs> In the background, it's like, she's like, Sarah, I'm trying here. It's like, no, but Sarah, we're saying that as like, we're not trying to, it's very, yeah, Sarah got confused. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she's like, oh yes, she's uh, she's a very lovely girl. And, you know, I just hope she settles down one day and has a boyfriend. <laughs> like, all right, Marie, where are you coming from? And on the wall, she will hang <laughs> knots, framed knots that show her love and commitment to another human being. I'm a party girl, yes, mum. It's like, what a strange dynamic to think of those two hanging out with each other. 
What's Sarah wearing? Did you make a note of this? Oh, I didn't, know. She's wearing a real classic from the time, like military jacket from Topshop. Oh, lovely. Do you remember? Like yeah. a khaki green with lovely. buttons and straps and things. I will say that the two cats that she's talking about are very cute. They're like white and fluffy. And at one point, one of them comes in and has a little rub on her. And I, was, I thought they were very cute. Oh. Sarah says she's sick of being single and going to the same clubs, places and hangovers. But then she says... She doesn't like routine, but she would like nights in with takeaways and a DVD. But I'm like, but that sounds... Very routine. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, I'm confused what's going on here. I guess she just wants someone to surprise her with a DVD at like two in the afternoon. Surprise! We're going to watch a DVD! <laughs> Throwing a duvet on her and her being like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Waking her up in the middle of the night. DVD time! Yeah. Oh my God, it's 4am. <laughs> oh, next, i tell you where we're going to go. I mean, talk about going to... The most cozy place you could possibly go to. <laughs> We're going to go over to Diane Walsh's house and have a goddamn roast. I'm sorry. I Even now, wherever Diane's living, I want to go to Diane's house and have her have a roast with Kimberly and her family. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I bet it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> really cozy, lovely, and unchallenging. Yeah. Like, I wrote a note. Kim's family seem as lovely as her. I know. I want to give a shout out. More high back chairs in this <laughs> kitchen because I think Cheryl's family has a lot of high back yeah. chairs as well. Inexplicably a piano in the kitchen. Oh, high back. I noticed that. <laughs> um, also, you see the tiny TV on the kitchen counter beside the kettle. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, was that a thing for a while? I never really remember do, TVs yeah, in kitchens yeah, sitting on the countertop. My mum had a tiny TV, TV in the kitchen. I remember she used to watch uh, Wimbledon on it. I'm not sure. I don't know who my mum was trying to fool that she was spending so much time in the kitchen. She had to be watching Wimbledon there. But my mum did not cook. Do you know what? Pop Wimbledon on. You don't need to pay. It's just the noise, <laughs> the green. But I don't know what my mum was lying to us saying she was doing in the kitchen all that time. because She certainly wasn't cooking or cleaning. Did you notice that um, Kimberly's mum, Diane, speaks exactly like Kim, but three octaves higher? <laughs> yeah. So as Kim's more like this. <laughs> Diane's more like this. Yeah. the way she talks. And then Sally, her sister, sounds exactly like Kim. Oh, Sally's got a little glint in her eye, isn't she? She Sally also has a music career, doesn't she? Does she? I'm pretty sure she's like a musical theatre person. Because I wrote older sister Sally with a side pony. <laughs> she, because I, I thought she had the air of a very together sort of recruitment consultant. Well, I think maybe those two things could be the same thing, you know. I know she had a musical career, but she probably is a recruitment consultant now. And she's probably very good at it. (laughs) She doesn't really... So she's talking about how, you know, Kim's actually been pretty lucky because the press have been pretty kind to her as one of the members of Girls Aloud. And then she does a spot-on Kimberly impression where she says she calls her up and says like, oh, have you seen this thing in the paper? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's really bad. And she said, Kim just goes like this. Oh, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yep. That's the accurate representation of calling up Kim to talk about a press article. That's fine. It's uh, so then at this point, uh, Sister Sally also thinks that Kim in the future might graduate. Yeah. Graduate mm-hmm. uh, onto musicals. Well, she's 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 had the uh, she's seen the call sheet for Passions of Girls Aloud, hasn't she? Our Sally. But also like graduate. I love the idea yeah. of being like, oh, well, you know, you started in an incredibly successful girl group, but put that behind it. And let's do a regional tour of Big the Musical. Well, does it, didn't she play Princess Fiona in Shrek the Musical? In London. In London. She in was London. not in the touring production. And then she did Big the Musical. <laughs> she think, what on earth is Big the Musical? I, 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 couldn't, I barely could remember 
big the movie. Oh, really? But, yeah, it's not a... There's definitely a musical number set on that fucking piano, <laughs> yeah, no. right? There's also definitely a music, musical number that uses the word big. Yes. You know, about being big and small and all oh, that Oh, yeah, kind and of the stuff. fortune-telling machine definitely... Like, Zoltar. Zoltar definitely has a full dance number. <laughs> <laughs> like, breaks out of the box and does, like, a full song and dance routine. Well, you know, get at us, anyone that's seen Big the Musical. Give us the give us some feedback about that. So then the song It's Magic from Chemistry segues us into a night out in Leeds. Oh, night out with her, her brother and sister. The first shot of this night out is so good. It's, it's oh my God. So Kim <laughs> is just trotting up to like a venue, like a bar. Yeah. And she just says to her bouncer, she says, Hiya, you're right, hi. To the bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All... Hi, you all right? Hiya. Uh, all three things in a <laughs> row to the bouncer. I loved the look. This this gave me a real, like, thrill of, like, Norwich nostalgia of, like, my hometown. It just, because it's kind of, it just, everything looked kind of the same. And I was like, oh, and they, they're sitting in this bar having, like, a drink. And they're all cheersing. And it just looks so, I just, I want to go for a drink with Kim and her siblings. It just seems so nice. So, well, this is 2006. So, actually, the net. So I would have just left uni. So because this is in Leeds, yeah, I would go on many nights out to Leeds. It for me, it is just that early to mid aughts yeah. time of going out in summer regional like yeah. that, like picture you, and piano, picture and piano. <laughs> have you ever go to a ha ha bar? Yeah, we had a ha ha's in Norwich. <laughs> yes, of course. Slug and lattice. Like, yeah, you would go to these kind of like middle of the road places that would have some kind of modern wood paneling in yep. the wall and like an elevated cocktail menu that was still yep. a bit shit. Yeah. So we're in this night out. She has a fan. She has a photo with a fan. On a flip phone. On a, it looks like a Motorola Razor. Yeah. I made a note of. Yeah. Do you hear the music in the background? Oh, it was. Oh, no. What was it? It was Gorillaz. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> You've got to do I just wrote a note, Sally is fuming. Because basically she's, it's a little bit of an interview with Sally talking about how like it's kind of irritating going out and having everyone like harassing Kimberly all the time for like mm. pictures and stuff. And she said that Kim takes it really well, but she gets annoyed. And they, they have a really good bit when someone's taking that picture, they cut to Sally and she's just got like an absolute stone face. She's just like, Ugh. Sally would be really good if, even actually now, to be like Kimberly's manager. Yeah. Because she seems really switched on, yeah. but also no nonsense. Yeah. And like she No could, nonsense is perfect description of Sally. And she could be like, well, while um, Kim's lovely, she has got more of a bite to her. Yeah, so she I could feel be like the bad cop yeah, for sure. Like, oh yeah, may, maybe I'll do the regional tour of Big, but you would speak to my sister Sally. To Sally. And Sally's like, <laughs> it's London or nothing. We're not doing, we're not doing a tour. <laughs> and at this point, a man in a gold silk shirt comes up to Kimberly and he's just like, are you and girls allowed? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> That's just that exchange. I just wanted to talk about someone being in a gold silk shirt. Very bold choice for a night out. I wouldn't be able to do that because of the sweat patches. Oh, but this was Leeds at this time was quite like in terms of what like straight guys would wear. Right. Quite funky. Dead funky. Quite funky. In fact, there was a whole, oh my God. Yes, right. There was a club night called Kiss to Funk. Oh yeah, it was really fun. And then <laughs> Funky's was, built into the name. Funky's built the name. Funky by Funky by name. Funky by nature. And then there was also this really fun club night called Speed Queen, that was Ooh. kind of like a gay club for straight people. Got it. A lot of like drag and performance artists and things going right. on. But very, actually, very everyone would go. And it was right. very, very so fun. where like straight people can enjoy what a good night out actually is. Yeah, maybe maybe it was a bit like. I hesitate to use this. It was a bit like, imagine Burning Man, but in a club. Right. But I, less annoying. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. 
Any very high concept for Leeds. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, they're walking down the street and a clearly a very like posh Leeds student. He looks like he's going to have like a Leeds accent. But then when he talks on camera, he has a very posh, like he's some Leeds student idiot. And he basically was walking along and he's like, oh, I'm, oh, could you get out of my shot? I'm on camera. And they, cut, like, oh. they cut to Kim and she just goes, oh, twat. And then there's a really long, slow head turn with her like going, ugh. And it looked like they'd slowed it down, but actually you can see people moving in the background. It's just her head moving so slowly. She's just like, twat. <laughs> and then someone shouts from the distance and says, girls allowed a shite. <laughs> and Kim's just like, oh. And she just says to the camera, you want to knock them out, but you just keep on walking. <laughs> really love the, the term shite instead of shit. Shite. It's really good, isn't it? Shite. It's like uh, a while back when we were talking about People saying bastard up north instead bastard. of saying bastard. Yeah, shite bastard. It's really satisfying. Anyway, should we go back to dance rehearsal? Let's go. So this starts with Sarah greeting one of the dancers. It's the dancer from the Grease episode. Yeah, she's Miss Thing, who was definitely, you know, a little bit of a star herself, I think. I actually <laughs> know some... I know okay. someone who had a fling with this dancer. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, I will tell you later. Sarah greets Miss Thing, greet dancer from Greece, and like and says Patsy, and he yeah, goes like, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. and I'm like, okay, you're doing an abfab reference. Fine, that, sure, fine. And <laughs> um, he's also wearing a fashion glove. It looks like at yep. this point. Yeah, yeah. And then Cheryl is pumped. <laughs> They're all pumped, but like Cheryl is beside herself. And then I wrote. Sarah's wearing just the neck and sleeves of a turtleneck, or as I called it, a polo crop top. Yes, I made a note of this. Yeah, so it's it's got a neck and it's got sleeves, but there's no the rest of it. It's kind of like a, what you might wear as a ski layer. Yes. Um, but then it's <laughs> cut out over the breast. So yes. It's very confusing. It's very high concept. Yeah, it's, for me, I'd be like, well, I'm going to get hot at the neck too, you know, so I don't need something around there. But maybe she has a cold neck and a hot body. You oh, never know. Cold neck, hot body. Um question for you so they're all super super excited and it is such a re- it's actually such a relief to see them all so happy and yeah. excited because they're well, we've basically been watching them doing all the things they don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> all of the promo and the bullshit that they actually don't want to do and now they're finally doing what they like doing <laughs> is this is this their first tour no this is their first arena tour i i saw them do a tour which was at the i saw them I saw them at like the Hammersmith Apollo. So I think it was their smaller venues they were doing still at that point. Right. That's the one where they did Teenage Dirtbag. So the one I saw in Hammersmith was the Teenage Dirtbag and one. And those those venues, that's more like a stage, like a, a traditional theatre stage? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. So this is their first proper arena tour. Okay. Yes. Um, I also spied in the background, just dumped at the side beside the Buxton water bottles, um, uh, a carrier bag from the shoe store office. <laughs> Do you know that really distinctive yeah. white bag? It's this <laughs> office with like a blue and a, a pink stripe. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just popped there to get some, what, some sensible dance shoes. Or, or I imagine at this point, everyone, every girl I knew was buying ballet. Do you remember those ballet flat shoes that everyone had? Oh, which were great in the, the British weather. <laughs> Everyone's grubby, grubby <laughs> ballet shoes that they're wearing at like third year of uni. <laughs> Soaked through in a night out and everyone <laughs> yeah. get like trench foot. <laughs> so uh, the choreographer then shows them the choreo to the song Waiting. 
Um, and it's this kind of strange do, 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 do. And they're all doing this like flappy hand motion. And the girls are, I just wrote, they are pumped in capital letters here. And Cheryl bounces up to choreographer Beth and says, Beth, I don't want to sing. I just want to dance. <laughs> yeah, they, this is where they really, like the village hall kind of rehearsal energy really gets out of yeah. control, isn't it? <laughs> She's just like, they're all like screaming and like being picked up by the dancers and like all running around. And they cut to a dancer called Craig. And uh, I just wrote, I want your life, Craig, because he's just a girls allowed dancer. And I just, I wanted to do that. That's all I wanted to be. Totally. Beth also says at this point uh, to the camera that she's been doing the choreo alone in her front room with her dog watching her. Yeah. So it's nice to like, you know, actually get it out and show the girls. Also, how much of a relief would it be to like prep this choreo and be like, oh shit, I have to show the girls. Yeah. And then you show the girls and they're excited. Yeah. Well, not all of the girls. Well, not all of the girls can be excited yes. because Craig's, not all the girls are Craig, there. Dancer Craig's not doing any of the choreo because Nadine's not there. And then I wrote, <laughs> Nadine missed her flight back from a weekend of shopping in New York. Oh my God. That's the most Nadine thing ever. I, no. I just popped over like, I want to go to Barney's and go to Saks. I... I think there's some jiggery-pokery going in here. <laughs> You're calling shenanigans on yeah. this. I think Nadine... <laughs> planned a trip to new york like a vacation or something had it in the calendar for ages it's not just like she popped over for a day to go shopping <laughs> like they do an ab fab exactly exactly <laughs> they're not it's not a shopping trip it was a trip that yeah she it's a holiday she might do some shopping there <laughs> but this whole thing made me feel so nervous yeah. okay so my question for you is if you were nadine also i, I love the idea of her being in New York and be like, I didn't realize how, how long it takes to get to the airport. <laughs> I thought it was just a hop, skip and a jump. She's like, I thought it was, I just realized JFK is actually in, in New Jersey. It's not even in New York. I know. I thought <laughs> I just go from Central Park. But um, if you were in a Dean and this happened to you, what would you do? If you missed that flight back to the two rehearsals, what would you do? Well, first of all, I'd have 10,000 panic attacks on the flight back from New York because I'd be so embarrassed that I'd missed it. <laughs> uh, but I guess I would like go and try and do choreo like as soon as i got back i would go and try and do like a private catch-up yeah. basically yeah because also nadine ain't ain't the one to be missing at a choreography lesson yeah i agree that's that's exactly what i was thinking i would go i'd be actually mortified yeah i'd I have to drug, i'd have to drug myself on the flight because i would be scared of flying and on top of that in the biggest anxiety attack for having missed the rehearsal and be everyone being angry with me that's literally okay just to not get too personal <laughs> this is that is quite literally all of my neuroses wrapped up into one. It's flying, people being annoyed with me, and me missing something. All of that together, I think I would be dead. <laughs> the thought of which everyone be, bitching about me, which I'd would be, be dead. even worse. <laughs> because now you're dead. Now they, they have to change the career completely because I'm dead. I was thinking, I completely agree. I'd be, I'd feel awful. I would schedule a million extra things, extra rehearsals, yeah. and my first group rehearsal with everyone, I would like clap my hands and I would do an announcement. Yeah. And I'd be like, I just want to say to all of you, I've I'm let so you sorry. all down. Yeah. Like, so here's what I'm going to do. Remedy this, and it won't happen again. Yeah, completely. I mean, Nadine's not going to do. Of that. course not. I'd, I'd be like. I'd make sure that when they turned up for dance rehearsal, I was already there, like mid routine, like, and I'd be like, "Hi guys, yeah, no, I've actually been here for about four hours. I'm trying to catch up. I'm really sorry. I just, I don't know what it was. I, I just, you know, even though I missed the flight and it's not my fault because JFK is actually not in New York. I'd be like, I spent the whole flight back on Concord doing doing the routine. <laughs> I bought the, I bought out Concord and I got them to remove some seats. So I could do the love machine. <laughs> I, 
I do think that it is a shame that she's not there because yeah. they're all so excited. Yeah, and they they're all like you feel like all the barriers are down, so you see like Sarah and Sarah and Cheryl, which feels like not the warmest relationship, are like excited together, and yeah. It, it's a shame. It really puts a dampener in things, doesn't yeah. it? So they need to learn 19 new routines. Yeah. And while, while Beth's talking about that, there's a cutaway of them. They're all on there, like, sitting on the floor on their Nokia phones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doing that T9 predictive texting to their, their boyfriends. Oh, I always turned off predictive texts. T9 was real tough. Oh, so hard. Um, <laughs> Cheryl's saying that you get yourself... Oh, yeah, she likes Turing because you get yourself into a routine and before you know it, you're on your way to Nottingham. <laughs> and I looked at the Nottingham Arena that's got a 10,000 person capacity yeah. that's substantial also Cheryl at this point she needs to hydrate herself with all that dancing so she's drinking orange squash out of an avian bottle mm. yeah it, it to me it like yeah it was it probably in my head was like a sports drink but yeah it definitely was orange squash wasn't it yeah and Kiora she's <laughs> That she's like a mixed herself. Yeah. Oh God. I bet back in Cheryl's flat with Ashley, they've got a Robinson's in the cupboard, haven't they? An orange squash. She's like, actually, make us a make us an orange squash pop or something weird thing they called it in Newcastle. Who knows? Anyway, speaking of shares, I wrote, uh oh, Cheryl wedding segment. Oh, so depressing. So we cut to this. We cut to Cheryl wearing a brown puffy vest, sitting on a brown sofa with orange walls, and there's like decorative twigs. They're in a coffee shop somewhere, aren't they? Her and Ashley. They're in a very cold-looking coffee yeah. shop. <laughs> oh, there's nothing warm in there. No, and nothing warm. This scene's tough. Yeah, this whole this whole scene is really tough. So Cheryl's talking about the wedding prep, and she's saying that Ashley doesn't help at all. Cheryl's also deciding whether to change her surname or not. Ooh. Oh, no. Yikes. And then and Ashley's like, yeah, you will change it. Yeah. It's like, oh, Every off. word that comes out of his mouth is bad. In the, the limited things that he says in this show are bad. Everything he says is negative and, like, embarrassing. He seems like such an asshole. Yeah. Like a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Also, there, she talks about starting a family. She wants a family after the band. But where she wants to be is far from where she's at at the minute. So she hasn't achieved everything yet. And then they have this weird conversation about starting a family. And it seems like the two of them have never spoken about yeah. starting a family up until this point. Yeah, it's bad. Because she says she's like, she says she wants lots of kids. And he's like, oh, well, you know, other, other football, other people on the team, they're like, you know, it's really hard when you have a baby at home because it keeps waking up. And she was like, me mum managed five of them when, as a single mother. Like, blah, blah, blah. and oh, it's just... It's bad. They compromise on three children at that point. Yeah, Ashley wants two boys and one girl. Ashley, I don't know if you get to choose, <laughs> but good to know your thoughts. Yeah. Ugh. So we take this show on the road to a park, to the sounds of Watch Me Go. And then uh, this is where we get that. We hit the preview we had last week of him refusing to poop scoop. I'm not poop scooping nothing, yeah. mate. So, so. Ashley, Ashley and Cheryl on a dog walk. Shout out to their gorgeous black chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, very cute. Oh, super cute. So the dog poops and Ashley says, just leave it, just leave it. And then he quickly realizes that the camera's watching him. So he says, oh, no, I've, wait, Ashley, I've got a bag. And he pulls out like a Tesco poly bag. Yeah. And then, as you said, Ashley refuses to pick it up. And he's being really serious. Well, it's like he definitely does it at home. He's, it's like he's refusing to do it on camera. He's basically like, oh, I'm not going to be on a girl's eye documentary picking up dog shit. I'm like, well, your fiance vomed into a bucket <laughs> in a few episodes ago, so chill out. And then what I thought was going to be Cheryl picking up the shit was her just refusing to do it also. And then they just walk off and leave the dog shit in the park. Well, she says, put that bag in your pocket. Nobody saw. It's only like a pebble. 
to, well, I do know firsthand that Chihuahuas pretty much is like a pebble. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've seen some of Fabio's shits. They're pretty substantial. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, then she's just kind of talking about, you know, the future and, and what the future holds for the band. And then she says, she says, there'll be no reunion. I'm not doing a love machine at 30 year old. And I wrote, newsflash love, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> also, oh no, imagine being 30 years old and like <laughs> looking amazing on stage and doing a dance. Yeah. Like, Cheryl, you'd be lucky <laughs> yes. if, if you get to do it. Um, she's also talked about the future with the band and she says, well, you know, I'd like to think we'll all stay in contact and be friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, and then this scene, this depressing scene ends. Ashley's in the distance with the two dogs. And uh, Cheryl's watching, watching them from afar. And she says, my proper little family, isn't he lush? It's like, no, Cheryl, he's not. No and no. No. (laughs) (sighs) And then it ends with her saying, smell him. So about one of the dogs and and he actually smells the dog. He's like, oh, what is that? And she just goes, shit. (laughs) End of scene. I was like, well, there we go. That's summed up in one little scene right there. Oh. So we're back to dance rehearsals oh, again. Well, we've got 19 routines today. <laughs> and this time, old, old shopping weekend in New York has returned. Do you know what, guys? I just, I just, I'll say it again. I didn't realize JFK is not in New York. And I just <laughs> didn't realize I had the time. I got in the yellow taxi. You know, I went to Barney's and then they were like, do you know what, Barney's? You got to go to Saks. And I said, I can't go to Saks. I went to the Empire State Building and me and my mom went to see Jude. So she also... To I pre- completely went to a different zone there. I could have done that for about an hour. Yeah, you, it, was, it was very religious-like. <laughs> so at this point, to prep herself for the dance rehearsal, I don't know if you saw that shot of Nadine spraying herself. Yeah. With, it looks like an impulse body spray. Yeah, spraying her neck with it. I was yeah. like, what is she doing? I was like, well, she could be inconsiderate because the dancers are going to get very close. That's true. Yeah. Um, a lot have, of them being dipped, I think. So for the dipping choreography. <laughs> have you noticed that um, choreographer Beth has a per- permanently croaky voice? Oh, she's she's fully... This is day two of rehearsals. Her voice is gone. Yeah. Well, actually, to be fair, it's all that shouting. Yeah, it's a lot like, of shouting. Uh, girls, come on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, this is at this point I made the note again. Nadine really isn't in a position to be behind with the steps. <laughs> then I wrote the note, I love Sarah. Don't remember why. <laughs> I think, oh, it's because Sarah was just talking about how excited she was. And mm. she's just, Sarah, as intense, as kind of as too intense as she can be at some points, there's like an infectious kind of happiness to her that I find really, really, really endearing. And I definitely would love to hang out with Sarah now and then. Yeah. And forever. <laughs> well, I will say when I met her, she was a joy. Yeah. She just, she seems just like a really nice person. Yeah. She made me very nervous. <laughs> yeah. Just with her lovely, intense energy. Yeah. But she was a joy. Yeah. Beth says, choreographer Beth says that there's so much that she can do with Girls Aloud because their music is unique and versatile. And I just wrote, she's right. <laughs> yeah. She's, she ain't wrong. There's a whole lot of history. <laughs> a whole lot of moves. Yeah. A whole lot of choreo. A lot of, a lot of, uh, and every song has maybe six or seven different songs jammed into it anyway. So you're like, <laughs> I could do this at this point and that at that point. Great. <laughs> Flamenco to, I don't know, <laughs> and some sort of Egyptian move. Who knows? So also, did you notice here, there's a very strange black and white shot of Peter Lorraine, where yeah. it almost looks like <laughs> Faye on camera's crept up on him and he's gone, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we see, yeah, Peter Lorraine being scared in black and white, like, oh, like a kind of a, yeah, like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> like a Blair Witch kind of like, project. Faye, Faye's got her handy cam and she's just switched it to black and white and then crept up on him. <laughs> 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 Peter! And he's like, oh. So he's basically saying that 
they're the fact that they're doing an arena tour is amazing because you know they never this is really the theme of this show that they never really thought they were ever going to get to this point and they're just every <clears throat> excuse me i sound like beth every <clears throat> every success that they've had is still kind of a pleasant surprise to them because even though they work hard it's not really the kind of market for a girl group etc cetera, etc cetera. and he finishes off and just says you know the fact we're doing an arena tour and he goes that's fucking good you know i was like yeah it's like, do you know what? It's fucking good, Peter Lorraine, in your ripped jeans. Mm-hmm. Your cute little geeky twink who seems to be in charge of an entire record company. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so then we have a little, little wrap-up segment here where the girls are going to talk about just their experience of filming a reality show. I called this final wrap-up, Girls on Film. Yes. <laughs> so we have Girls on Film. So, I feel like I really need to make sure I get that harmony correct. Girls on film. <laughs> Girls on film. <laughs> so this is where they are asked. <laughs> all the girls are asked, like, how was it being filmed? How was it? Did you buy me the DVD of this? I think you might have bought me the DVD of this documentary as a, as a gift. Because I'm just remembering it was called Girls on Film. Someone bought me this as a as a Christmas present because I remember the bonus came with like a music video of girls on film. The I song. Remember. I think you did. Someone did. Get at me, who anyone listening that bought me this on DVD as a Christmas present. It sounds like it was in like a Sainsbury's bargain bin. Yeah, DVD I, def- box. I just remember getting it and having girls on film as an al- like an extra bonus track. Oh God, I wonder where that DVD is. <laughs> Damn, I wish I hadn't thrown that away. <laughs> <laughs> piece of history anyway so they're all all the girls are being asked how was it being filmed for the past six weeks yeah i actually only wrote down one person's reaction obviously well kim says it's hard sure <laughs> like i don't know what's hard about it kim but okay she's still haunted by that moment of her trying to take the picture of the view in greece <laughs> with that digital camera <laughs> you know i'm never gonna oh, i can't see anything actually it's really rubbish <laughs> Sarah says that she didn't realize how much they all swear. Cheryl, Cheryl says, very honestly, she can't bear how much she goes on. (laughs) I can't bear how much I go on. So do you think at this point they've watched like a rough cut? Yes, I think so. I don't think the show's aired, but they've definitely, they've crowded around Hillary's (laughs) computer and sure thing management and watched a rough cut of the first episode. Definitely. (laughs) Now then we get to, um, we'll get to it, but Nicola Nicola makes the point I've been making all along. Thinks it'll yeah. be, she thinks it'll be nicer when she's older, so they get yeah. to look back. Agree. I made the note. I just wrote, I love Nicola. Yeah. She's I think right. That's one of my, I think that's one of my biggest takeaways from watching this. That I always knew I loved Nicola, but I love Nicola. She's... I like, I just want nothing but the best for Nicola. I love her with all my heart. She, I was on Nicola's Instagram this morning and she's just drying her hair in her lovely flat. And there's a plant <laughs> and behind her plant peeking through is her masked singer award and also the, her Brit award. Oh, she's like, oh. I love her. Then we get to Nadine now. Now, what does Nadine <laughs> say about being filmed for this series? So she's just, she's just lazily flicking through a rack of clothes and she just goes, I wasn't ever that happy about doing the documentary in the first place. I'm still not really. <laughs> Love that. Fair. I was like, yep. Love that. And then we get honesty. a great, like, we get a great little montage of her just being like, oh, did you with that fucking camera again? Yeah. And her being filmed and then saying, Ashley, can I take a look at that shot? Oh, and yeah. she takes a look at it on the handy cam yeah. screen. And she's like, you can't use any of the footage from today. Yeah, she's like, actually using any of that footage from today. Now we just kind of end on, the, we end on a bit of a whimper, actually. <laughs> just end on a shot of Nadine and she's just like, oh. Yeah. There's a real <laughs> montage of the series. Now, yeah. question for you. Why didn't we end this whole series? I thought the final shot 
would be like the very first it would be that the girls backstage yeah. at the arena tour excited and then them starting the show and the show starts cut to black yeah well i mean there's many mistakes were made i mean if anything this show should have been about this should have been episode one and then the show should have been following them on tour not not doing a very mundane press tour for a whole lot of history yeah why didn't they just even do like two bonus episodes where they follow yeah. them on tour no idea because there's nothing better than a tour a tour documentary i love them girls i could watch allowed, any of them girls allowed girl, and it'd be called girls allowed on stage and off the records yeah done <laughs> oh mr trick well that's us that's it oh what a what a weird what a weird recap this has been i mean really we've <laughs> much like the producers of this show we've squeezed six episodes out of about five different setups <laughs> Just, How many times have we seen Hillary sitting next to those twigs and that Joe Malone candle? Cheryl in that gym, <laughs> that rehearsal room. That Holly and Steven Saturday showdown with the big spoon. We've seen that about 50 times, haven't we? <laughs> Where's that prop now? Oh, no, you decided it's, it's in, in, one of the, in the cages at Media Center. That's right. Media City, that's Manchester. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah, what a series. A real joy. As yeah. we said before... This is great, this time period, because it's just before they get utterly massive. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched recently their documentary, documentary, I'm using that very loosely, their special from 2012 called Girls Allowed 10 Years at the Top. Yeah. And they're all just so glossy and refined in that. And Cheryl's <laughs> just sitting there like a, like she's a first lady. Oh, that's when she, that's when she had ascended to, yeah, first lady of the UK status. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's, there's no like poop scoop mention or anything. <laughs> that's truly the days where every word that came out of her mouth was like forensically analyzed at that point wasn't it yeah at some point we really need to just we need to watch that piers morgan interview and just talk about that exclusively for like a whole episode what year was that piers morgan interview it's post malaria so it's like it's post messy little raindrops oh so well here are my hopes what we're in 2021 Mm. i and i genuinely i think this is gonna happen 2022 is 20 years of girls allowed yeah I think they're going to do now knock on wood and all health permitting sending love to Sarah. I think they're going to reunite and do a tour. I, I just so. be- because Cheryl Cheryl's at a very different place in her life and she's no longer focused on every second of the day. I think Nicola's now in a great place. Nadine's Nadine. Kimberly's solid. And Sarah also like, I think she needs it. And I yeah. think they're all going to rally around and be like, let's do this girls. Yeah. That would be so heartwarming to see. and I'd, I'd fly back for that. I was about to say, 100% we're flying back for that. <laughs> oh. I mean, genuinely, if that happened, this is just now us having a conversation quickly. Genuinely, if that happened, I think that would actually be the first time I would go home. <laughs> I would be so annoyed with me. They'd be like, so you're coming back with Ben to go and see Girls Aloud? And be, like, be like, yeah, yeah. Be like, me and Ben don't spend enough time together. <laughs> we're going to fly back and watch Girls Aloud, okay? <laughs> What do you want to call this episode? A whole mm. lot of rehearsals? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd call this one after JFK. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole lot of rehearsals. A lot of rehearsals. Oh, what a show. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening yeah. to this. Thanks for putting up with my uh, album track recap of every <laughs> single piece of incidental music. 
I started off doing it and then it became like a weird kind of tick where I had to do it and I couldn't not mention it. It was kind of annoying even me. So you're welcome. bearing with me, everyone. You're welcome for that. As ever, get in touch on our Instagram and Twitter. Our regular episodes of You're Welcome America are out every other Wednesday. Yep. We will be doing more You're Welcome America Presents coming up soon. Yeah, we may have even decided on maybe the next two things that we're <laughs> going to focus on. So everyone <laughs> strap in because we've got enough content to keep us going till the summer. <laughs> Look, we're just going to get us through COVID, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. Until I feel like we're going to, our, our, it's all going to end when I get that second shot of a vaccine. <laughs> and we'll never speak again. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Um, and you're welcome. Bye. I think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. Thanks for So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I felt like a right twat.